Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who need just a little bit more. We're two friends, Jason and Steph, and we aren't ready to sleep on all things pop culture. Welcome to Kick-Ons, because the party's not over. The night is young, no we're not done. Party back at ours, everybody's welcome to the kick-ons. You're welcome. Welcome to Kick-Ons, the pop culture after-party for people who want just a little more. Hello everybody and welcome back to Kick-Ons with the one and only Steph and Jason. Hi Jason. Wait, can you say one and only when there's two of us? Uh, yeah. The two and only... Is this the is this the moment where we announce that there's only one and only? And I thought you were going to say one and only Jason as well. I didn't realize you were going to say your own name. Well, you know, I'm trying to be my own biggest cheerleader these days. You are one and only. Hey, <laughs> quick congratulations to a really successful interview with Coffee Supreme. If you listeners have not read it yet, head to at Kickons Pod bio or you can go into my bio I think it's there too yeah and have a gorgeous read and get to know I mean you probably already know way too much about Steph but get to know the Steph that she wants to present to the Coffee Supreme customers (laughs) literally I was like oh I haven't had any like gentleman suitors yet like lining up but you know, there's still time if you're listening. There's new still listeners. time. Yes. yes. Welcome to Kickons. If you are, it was really fun to do. Well, guess what? Guess what? So, a friend of the pod, Jimmy, has recently just got back from Sydney and forced his straight male brother to listen to the pod. So, yeah. welcome, welcome, straight. <laughs> I mean, if he's back for round two, then we've done our jobs. Fully. One and only jobs. Before we get into um, introducing our guest, I wanted to check in with you on any Hinge updates, because I kind of have, like, something that I need to get off my chest. But, well, okay, so I'll go. (laughs) I was trying to make it about you, but I'm just going to make it about me. Okay, so a few weeks ago, right, I was complaining about being left on red. Update on that is that I've no longer been left on red due to a a run-in with the person that left me on red. So now I've left them on red. So am I a hypocrite or am I just like... Oh, no, I've seen... Listener, listen... Okay, I've seen the message, the yeah. reply, and I think it was a full stop. I don't think there was it no. It was. It was. Yeah, it's it's. There's no conversation to be had. Your original message was a question, and there needed to be answers. The reply, the late reply, was garbage and deserves <laughs> to be burned. Okay, good. I yeah. just felt like I wasn't being honest if I didn't admit that. Like, I also leave people on red, but I think there's a difference of like finishing a conversation and being left on red right yeah 100 percent. yeah great great okay um and to anyone listening who thought that it was you that had left <laughs> steph on red 
lol. Yeah. <laughs> Unless there it is you, you who did do it and now you know. Yeah, and now, <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Um, no, my hinge life has been good. I've been on like two more dates mm-hmm. since. And um, if you listened to the episode last week, uh, you might have heard me talk about uh, twin flames uh, oh, yes. hinge binge all of that stuff so since then the person who I went on a hinge date with has actually listened to the pod <laughs> <That's> <laughs> which always is a first and they still want to hang out with me so we love that yeah we love that well that's great do you know who yeah. else still wants to hang out with you oh who tell me <laughs> well It's pretty cool to watch your friends follow their dreams. And we've been lucky enough to watch today's guest flourish before our freshly waxed and tinted eyes. Pinky Promise hit the Tamaki Makoto drag scene full steam ahead and hasn't stopped since. A regular at GAY and Kita and Anita's Drag Wars. It's obvious that drag was Pinky's calling. Is Pinky's calling, I should say. Known for her nostalgic mixes, killer hair and incredible jawline pinky's star continues to rise she's a part-time party girl full-time airhead please welcome to kick ons pinky promise oh oh my god it's <laughs> kick ons pod <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me what an intro who needs friends when i've got that you can just replay that over and over again if you like. Yeah, that's my hinge binge. <laughs> yes. I love the full-time airhead. Is that like... It might appear in my bio. Yeah, that was stolen <laughs> content. Well, listeners, you might recognize the dulcet tones of Pinky Promise as someone who you've he- heard in your ears before on Kick On's pod. We thought we would catch up with Pinky, a.k.a. Nathan, to hear all about how the last sort of, I guess, year has gone and her introduction into the drag scene and all that comes with that. And I'm very jealous because Pinky and Jason are in the same room together right now. Boots the house down, same room work. Yeah, vagina slay. (laughs) We are encouraging each other's gay Tourette's terribly, though. (laughs) I'm just like, boots slay, work Fully. I think Pinky Promise, uh, I've been, I had the absolute privilege and pleasure of seeing Pinky Promise live quite a few times since I moved up to Auckland and she has got it. (laughs) It. What is it about getting into drag that brings out this gorgeous human woman? I, um, I honestly will let you know when I find out what that feels like. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, um, I kind of see drag as like a massive megaphone, like an amplifier. So whatever skill it is you have or you do, it could be like kind of mediocre or you might not be a standout, but put it in drag and it adds this whole other layer and element of show man or show woman shit. Mm. And I think... Um, as corny as it is, I'm literally just being myself. And any one of my close friends who knows me or comes to the shows, they're like, this is no different to like a Saturday night at Nathan's house. Just in a, <laughs> The wig is worse and there's less makeup. The <laughs> thing that makes it so special is watching everyone else around just gravitate towards like 
the laughter. Yeah. There's just so much laughter at a Pinky Promise show that honestly it is so incredible to watch and I am so very proud of you. Oh, How you. do you feel like the last year has been uh, as a drag performer? Um, it's been crazy. Like I made my um, drag performance debut last April, so it really is oh, a year. Wow. It is a one year. Yeah. So like on the 30th, that's when I did my first performance. I just remember being so nervous and not knowing anyone but about to launch myself into this, like, you know, new path. And it's been, it has been a crazy year. It's been very stop-start. We had um, various lockdowns, and I'm very proud to have still, you know, been able to perform and take and make those opportunities during different alert settings and levels and lockdowns and all sorts. What sort of led to the creation of Pinky? Because we know that you've been someone who performs since Mm. birth. But <laughs> <laughs> she time stepped out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was the thought sparked? I guess. So I, um, obviously, performer loved it. Um, didn't really see myself represented on stage or in production, so I kind of didn't see a place for myself in the industry as Nathan, and stepped away from that and tended to work a bit more behind the scenes. And that was gratifying. But like, I got to the end of my twenties and was like, I still really have this like itch to perform, and. I'd, I mean, huge drag race fan, been watching drag since like 2013 and had always wanted to do it. But for whatever reason, I didn't have the spark or the, um, I hadn't, didn't come up with the name or the character until about 2019 when I was living in London. And it's quite similar to a lot of people's stories, but it actually came out of a really dark place in my life where I just kind of felt like I'd hit rock bottom. And I also thought, well, what else have I got to lose? Like, you know, just throw yourself into it. And it worked out okay. <laughs> It did work out okay. And how was, like, the forming... I guess you're probably still forming Pinky as a character, but where did you, like, tap into to kind of get those influences? Basically, the parts of myself I cover up when I'm in public. Mm. Um, (laughs) I let the walls come (laughs) down, honey. Berlin could never. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But no, I... um, I Well, I came up with the name because, as you already know, I am obsessed with Judy Garland. And um, Pinky was the name of a character she had in a film. So I was like, sweet, I'm taking that. And then after a few weeks, I landed on Promise for the surname because I love a pun. And, yeah, it's actually been a real journey because I've been... There are things where I'm like, I'm not that type of queen. And then the next week and I end up going out and doing that thing. So it is still, like, uh, exploration. I haven't really... You know, I didn't want to make any choices that were, like, really set in stone because I want to be, like, pliable mm. and be able to do everything. Yeah. I don't want to put myself in a box. That's fair. Just a plastic box, right? Yeah. Oh, God. As long as it's got, like, you know, a price tag and everything on it, it's correct. <laughs> and okay. coming into Auckland, uh, how have you found stepping into, like, the performance aspect of drag? Um, it was actually great that I could get my start with um, Drag Wars hosted by Keita and Anita because it's like here I was like not knowing anyone in the um, industry and just kind of stepping on stage with people who have been on RuPaul and then eventually won. So it was yeah. kind of like a nice introduction and I met a lot of queens that way. And everyone's been, you know, really, um, really lovely to me. Like I, I'm a big believer in what you put out there is what you get back. And I make like, I think that's another reason why I'm glad Pinky's kind of, I'm making it happen now, not in my early 20s. I take it a lot more seriously, a lot more disciplined, and 
I know how to be a professional and work with other people professionally. Mm. I don't have time for the drama unless it's all conflama. We love conflama. We hate drama. It's true. Get it on a t-shirt, on a bumper sticker. I don't drive, but I would point it out on a car that drives past. I have a question about um, the perception of people mm-hmm. uh, when you're in drag. Like, people's perception of you when you're in drag. Mm-hmm. How did that feel the first time, or even now? Because they people... I've noticed, do treat you different in a positive Mm. way. But Mm. how do you find that? Um, I think I'm lucky enough to be secure enough in myself that I can differentiate between when I go out as Pinky or when I go out as Nathan because I think for some people they don't have the same power in and out of drag. But, I mean, if there wasn't a Nathan, there definitely would not be a Pinky. Mm. So it's kind of tapping into that and knowing my self-worth and knowing how to accept a compliment and... When I am out as Nathan, I might not be getting as much attention. That's okay. It doesn't mean I'm any less than. It's just like people love a shiny thing, you know? Yeah. And I love watching people's reactions and how it changes. Did you get to experience much of the London drag scene or was that sort of more just as a participant? Not really. As a, yeah, as a viewer? I wish I had because, like, all, to be honest, it was after watching season two of UK Drag Race where I was like, oh my god I can do this Mm -hmm. like seeing Bimini and all those girls out there I was like yes this is like well within my reach so I wish I had got more into the London scene um I went out and drag like a handful of times but never really made any friends there and then within a few months we're in lockdown and coming back to New Zealand yeah Yeah. and even like with New Zealand's lockdowns it's been kind of stop start making friends but it's so nice a year on now to actually have like drag sisters and a family and girls I can kiki with and like it's been awesome yeah I feel like as well as an observer it seems like everyone really wants to try and lift each other up like there's lots of like you're going to a dance class tonight that is like hosted by another drag queen like everyone's out (laughs) here to raise each other up hopefully for the most part and that's really cool especially as creatives in a small country we like need all the camaraderie we can get i guess yeah yeah i mean it's very collaborative a lot of what we do um and it's nice i like to say that i was the inspiration for the dance classes because it was when lady (laughs) armalade saw me struggling to do any dance moves on stage she was like oh good god this queen needs some help so um (laughs) i'm not taking the credit but i just plugged her for free so that's you know that's the payoff lady armalade When you're performing, so you come up with a concept, how long Mm -hmm. is that process, like, from conception to reality? It really really does differ. Like, um, I've had some tracks that I've been sitting on for five months because it's for something either really far away or it's a bit more of a big deal. And then I've had other tracks where it's the morning of and I'm like, this is the song I'm going to perform and learn tonight. Wow. So it really is just kind of like... um, a spur of the moment decision and if I do need a second opinion I'll always ask I'll be like hey do you think this is the vibe do you Mm. think this is what's happening because sometimes it's hard I need to take a step back to look at the overall picture and be like oh this is actually not appropriate or this is more appropriate and as a young queen or new thank you thank you (laughs) young new it's called red and all oh my god honey yes where do you see like the future of drag and the future of pinky promise um that's a good question that's i wasn't expecting that question that's my greatest aspiration in life i 
definitely want to keep performing as Pinky and pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. I want to go into many different mediums, live theatre, TV, film, who knows. I would also like to have enough of a following or a strong enough following that would warrant me being able to tour internationally. So whether it's doing like fringe festivals Mm. or going around the UK a bit, um, yeah, that's kind of what I want for Pinky. And it honestly just makes me so happy to be performing again because it was something I walked away from and I never take it for granted now and I never get nervous I'm always just excited and afterwards I'm not like oh my god oh my god I'm just like this feels so right yeah Yeah. that's the beauty of it like that's when you know like right place right time this is what you're meant to be doing because even if like you were back in the days of doing theatre if you were feeling a bit like uh I'm trying to describe it from my own perspective. Like if you're on stage, but you're feeling like not committed or whatever, you know, it was, it's like, okay, why is this not all clicking into place for me? And I think it's amazing. Like all the avenues that people like us who go and do arts degrees can go down, even if the salary Mm. isn't in the six figures. It's great though, because that's when you find out that you're doing what you want to be doing because you're like, actually, the dollar doesn't control me. And I know that you and I are quite similar in the way that we are hard on ourselves. And I think Mm. early 20s is a really rough time for that. Mm. So maybe it's us just kind of softening um, in our experience and being able to let down some walls and let people in and let some magic things happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it is nice being able to, I guess... As Pinky, do you feel like you can see outside of your self and see what other people see in you? Um, that sometimes, yes. Like, I think I might say if I'm having a not a great makeup day or whatever, which is more often than not, and I'm not feeling <laughs> it, that is the day that some like four foot woman will come up to me and be like, "You're gorgeous. How do you do?" Oh, and it just takes something as simple as that to be like okay yeah you need to get off your own back and just kind of like appreciate what you have put together instead of what you haven't put together yeah fully and if someone is listening to this who has thought about doing drag or is like doing drag from their bedroom you know Mm -hmm. wants to perform Mm -hmm. what's the advice you'd give them um as cheesy as it is i'd say just like literally be you whatever it is that makes you different from other people is your superpower and as soon as you can tune into that hone in on that and just exploit it for cash then you're (laughs) (laughs) then you've actually started to you know you earn while doing what you like but um yeah it's very easy to compare yourselves and get caught up in all that nonsense but whatever it is that you do that's what's important yeah so whether that's your song choice your outfit whatever it is you love make sure everyone else can see that too and they will love you for it so you've stepped into the Auckland drag scene Mm -hmm. and you've got your like group of sisters now how would you say the best way to go about uh finding your people is um definitely like you know um the gay areas of town like lgbt areas like k road and auckland um i assume there's probably like facebook groups and stuff i don't know yeah (laughs) who's still like actually that's no sorry i walk back on that there's a great facebook drag group for aucklanders and lots of queens told me to get involved there when i first signed up <laughs> signed up <laughs> hey it's me i'm doing drag what do i sign honey um when they first took my first born and um queens are on there just like throwing out audition opportunities um mm. costumes and wigs they want to sell and it is a very supportive community so they're out there you just need to look for them and if you don't know where to go 
go to your closest gay bar, hang out there for long enough, just keep putting share on the jukebox and a queen will appear. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I think it's important. I think it's important to remember as well, like obviously like RuPaul's Drag Race has thrusted drag into the into the public consciousness. But there are so many other elements. Like, there are women in small-town New Zealand who would love to have drag queens at their bridal showers, you know? There's so many avenues that you can go down. Um, and so it's, like, cool to remember that that's not the ultimate goal. Yes. And I, so I, Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, honestly, there are so many queens making a killing in Auckland, and there has been, like, a drag race runoff effect, but we're also very lucky to have Kalutsi here. And... Mm. Um, all the type of opportunities that allows people and like cupcake deliveries and doing hens do's and birthdays and stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I don't want to jump ahead to something that you might have potentially written down, but shall we talk about the drag race finale? Yes. Oh my God. Absolutely. Budget. How, How did, how did we all enjoy it? I loved it because can we say who won now? It's been yeah, yes, yeah. Oh, we won't poo. She was my pick from like the second episode. Great. I won't say first because I'm not going to lie. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I find it quite um, hard though when they do original songs because it, there's no comparison because some songs yeah. are great, some songs are bad. Mm. So it almost has the opposite effect where it evens the playing field and I'm not judging them by that performance, but just how they've been the whole season. Yes, mm. definitely. And to like the original song idea, it could be cool. And I just feel like it was obvious that Willow's song was the best song. Mm. And I mean, she did the whole performance had like a really quirky concept and whatever but that song is a hit like that song could be like it's, it's played charting. in the club oh, it is it, charting. yeah it is charting. legit yeah, and it just great. felt like i wonder how much the queens uh were allowed to get involved in what their song might be about i wonder if they like gave hints on lyrics or um they Surely. gave like songs mm. that they they enjoyed to perform yeah. to or if it was just like leland being like i've written these four songs and they like to me they sum up you yeah mm. imagine just being like this is your song yeah. go learn it and yeah, like you know cool. um Camden is such a fantastic performer yeah Lady Camden I am obsessed with her she was such a dark horse yeah but it was in Willow winning it kind of cemented the fact for me I'm like you can be the most talented performer but you also have to be groundbreaking in some way mm. you need to be you've broken the mold you're being completely yourself and I think that's where Willow had the other edge. A hundred percent. And to me, I, I actually felt like Lady Camden won that lip sync, that final lip sync. Mm. Totally. But I still feel like the right decision was made in giving Willow the crown. Yeah. It's kind of like in the old school days of American Idol when you would, um, they'd all do their own winner's single. Yes. <laughs> so good. The most strange... Are you the New Zealand X Factor? <gasps> oh, Shout but out. if we keep oh, holding on, I know we'll get back to the <laughs> cervix. Yeah. Oh my Always God. a Jackie Thomas stan. Yes, that needs to be on the playlist. Um, we, I, the bit where Michelle came out, just like, that was so strange. I was like, are they about to announce like that she's taking over? 
Oh my god, imagine. I yeah. did like laugh at the um are you gonna slap me joke. Yeah, <laughs> I only got that the second time I watched it. I was like <laughs> Um, but yeah, all in all, a great end to a great season. Yes. And um, I want to give like a special mention to Diabetes performance. Yeah. It, it, like it did have to be Camden and Willow in the final. I, they deserve to be there, but Diabetes performance and concept was so cool. Yeah, it really was. She looked yeah. amazing too. She did. And it was shot like that was the most shocking part about all of it. It was pretty it <laughs> How felt good like she looked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. If you go and watch if anyone watches the pit stop, um there uh Naomi Smalls and uh Monet Exchange just like rip diabetes apart for not keeping her tongue in her mouth. <laughs> mm. so Look, I did get like a like I really appreciate what she did on the show. But um, hearing her speak about how her, the first week she went home yeah. and that was her dream crush, she came back with a vengeance. She was like, I've already had one opportunity. I'm not going to take this one back. Yeah. And so it kind of makes sense as to why she went so hard. But yeah. like, not saying that she's someone I'd love to chat with because she probably put, put us all scared, down. I'm scared, yeah. no. scared mum. <laughs> and the <laughs> other exciting show that was on over the weekend, and hopefully I'm again not jumping ahead of your life of the party or peak too soon, but the premiere of Dancing with the Stars New Zealand was incredible, I have to say. Um, and our boy Eli did so well. So well. Yeah. So good. It's so camp the whole thing i think that eli's gonna win i could see that happening same i think he's already got like the people's vote fully my instagram was filled with like screenshots of people sending a 99 cent text for eli i know Um, i need to get a vodafone iou for that i know (laughs) when's the last time you had money to send a text (laughs) i know that's what i was thinking Um, our friend Tom was saying that he texted in to vote for Eli and that the last time he would have like texted, been able to text in would have been before he had a phone. Like it's been that long since he was that invested in te- someone, texting for someone to win. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so cool. I do have one issue with the show. Go, go off. Spray tan. Mm. <laughs> it's outrageous like I'm a tanning woman I'm it's okay like there is tan in my bathroom but those tans are insane especially when they wave to the camera and it's like <laughs> <laughs> there was one much. shot where you could literally see how white Eli's hands were in real life well do you think that they're all wearing nail polish because because we were all watching like oh everyone's wearing nail polish like all the guys but then we realize it's probably because their fingernails are stained orange 100 percent. yeah like some people like i understand like lance wears nail polish but like then there was other people who was like interesting choice but i think it's that yeah, and also um, Electra Shock. Obsessed with the judging panel. Fully, yes. the judging panel's lit. And critiques on point too. Like, I thought James was going to be the mean one, but I'm like, okay. No, it's all very constructive. You're the one she knows her shit. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> she does know yeah. her shit. Yeah, I think that um, 
it's also kind of breathing like a bit of fresh life into it having James and Lance there like it will bring a whole nother audience um, and yeah maybe it's time to just kind of spruce up that like stuffy format with some new fun judges yeah agreed do you know what though you know how it was split into two parts and on night two there were two people performing they did not nearly have as much time you know to prepare i i know like for the votes yeah Yeah. i think (laughs) i'm sure there's you know i well i don't want to say it's rigged produced well it can't be rigged because people are literally spending 99 cents yeah for charity though yeah yeah, well, I guess maybe Were they, they spending it for charity or were they spending it to save Eli? That. And if you also happen to help, like, a red panda that's in danger, that helps, right? Yeah. <laughs> While your favourite wins, you're like, and we stopped this panda from going extinct. <laughs> I actually learnt a lot because um, Reese Matthewson's charity is called Fred Hollows. So they help train local eye doctors and nurses in developing countries. So, and I thought, like, I would never have known about that charity until Reese like, danced for it. And so, yeah. yay. I actually really enjoyed his whole story. I'm, like, excited to see more of Reese. Oh, he's great. He's definitely a tap dancer from way back. You can tell, can't you? You can tell. <laughs> and while we're on the subject of things that we're all about and can't wait for more of, Pinky Promise, do you have a life of the party for us? I do actually and I love that you said things that we can't get enough of and want more of because my life of the party this week is that on April 24th Barbara Streisand turned 80 years old. Did she actually turn 80? 80 years old and she's celebrating 60 years in the entertainment industry. Whoa. Snaps for Babs. Snaps for Babs. She has really been that bitch this whole time. I can't believe she's 80. I saw um, a clip from her on Oprah years ago saying, and Oprah was like, oh, I've never seen someone paint the microphone white before. And Barbara was like, actually, it's off-white to match my outfit. (laughs) That's exactly it. This is, okay, so if you want to, like, a crash course in Barbara Streisand, Vanity Fair did this article, it's 80 things to love about Barbara around her 80th. I learned that she had a dog called Samantha. She loved so much she cloned it twice. Yes. She cloned a dog. Yep. She has a mall under her house. Yeah, is that true? That's true. And it's, like, set up like a Sylvanian family vibe. Like, you just go through and look at all the different, like, shop displays. Who shops there? Just her? Just her, yeah. (laughs) Do people work there? No! It's not not like the dungeon in Leichhardt. It's different. (laughs) There's no nine-month notice period. (laughs) I was thinking Diagon Alley. (laughs) Actually, she'd be like, hey, you want some bubbles? You want some shibbles? Hello, gorgeous. Wow, wow, she has Happy done birthday. so much. I also yeah. like bouncing off that. I've been watching lots of TikToks of um, the Funny Girl revival on Broadway featuring Beanie Feldstein. Also, just thinking about what is Leah Michelle thinking right now? Like, she must be devastated that she is not playing that role. Well, she has offered um, to be surrogate for Jonathan Groff. Oh, that's so, Yeah, legit. She's like, oh, I couldn't possibly yeah. play it anyway. I'm being a surrogate mother. I don't know. What's no. it like having your dream shattered? Like, what if you thought you were going to be New Zealand Apprentice Hairdresser of the Year and then it didn't happen? <laughs> 
Like, I just don't know if I could ever put myself in those shoes to experience that pain and that loss and the grief. Nothing a glass of wine can't fix. Leah, Leah, if you're listening, Leah, yeah. Yeah, because I saw today, so um, the Spring Awakening, it's 15 years since they premiered I guess on Broadway so there's a documentary series and a live concert well not a documentary series a documentary live concert coming out on HBO in a couple of weeks which will be amazing regardless of like Leah Michelle's ness Pasadoble. Yeah. Yeah, Pasadoble. Exactly. She'll always have like the pretty much stitched together production of Funny Girl from Glee that she did. <laughs> she yeah. did the whole thing. <laughs> Do you have a favourite Barbara song? Um, at the moment, because there are so many to choose from, it is Guilty featuring Barry Gibb. <gasps> yes, yeah. such a good Go one. Go stream Guilty for Claire Skin. <laughs> Stuff the written off. <laughs> yes. No, we got nothing. Um I wonder what, like, are we going to get more from Barbara? Or do you think she's just... I hope so. She released a, um, a album not too long ago. I don't know if it was Originals, mm. but I know that a few years back when Trump was still president, she released a song that was like, The Wall. And she was like, we got to get him out. He's a bad man. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, not verbatim, but yeah. like, it was pretty much that. As someone who is um, such a fan of, new and old Hollywood as you see like these stars who were 50 I guess when we were or in their 50s 60s as you see them slowly like go into old age how how does that make you feel like how do you rectify you know like I kind of think about it a lot I'm like wow like soon like all these really amazing people are gonna die which is like an awful thing to think but yeah how do we like sit with that it's weird because I feel like once you get to a certain age, like say around 50, you don't age a whole lot until you're 80. So for so long, these people True. have seemed like they're the same age and just there. But I think in acknowledging the fact that they're getting older, it's also ourselves being like, girl, you're not you're not 13 anymore. True. Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Sometimes I just have these moments where I'm like, huh. But yeah. even like you know, with um, Gaga bringing like Lady <laughs> Lady Liza out <laughs> on the stage at the Oscars, um, I love seeing that kind of like passing of the torch between the generations. Mm. And I couldn't think of like two more appropriate people to do that. Totally, totally. And now that I've kind of brought the mood down with that topic, <laughs> what is something that peaked too soon for you this week, Pinky? Okay, well, as everything in life, there is some bad and some good. So, second episode of The Kardashians came out. Love. Yes. But there's one particular scene. I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. Kris Jenner is sitting in the back of a car with Chloe, And oh, yes. she says to the driver, Hey, could we just get five minutes alone? The driver's like, yep. Hops out. Chloe goes, Mum, the trunk's still open. She goes, Close the trunk! <laughs> she goes, Mum, you, you can't just be fucking shouting at this guy and she goes close the trunk and in that split moment i was like this is you and like chloe even says to her mom she's like it's not what you say it's how you say it yes and, and chloe is very apologetic to the driver who comes over and closes the trunk but chris was just like on some power trip yeah. there and then the whole point why she was actually saying to close was because she's like look, so Travis is going to propose to Courtney. Mm. And so I was like, it wasn't like a drama because Chloe's like, the only time she gets like this is when she's going to tell me off or if something's happening. But it also just brought me to the thing. I was like, 
if they're so involved with this new show, who okayed that scene to be in there? Because I don't think it... I can't see in any way how it would reflect well. Oh, not on Chris, but I think Chris doesn't give a fuck. It re- reflected really well on Chloe. True, she needs the storyline. And she does. <laughs> the Malikas are busy. They've been out in Palm Springs for months. The Malikas. I love, <laughs> I love it. that the internet. That's what Norris Blackbook calls yeah. them. <laughs> that's so good. Are you following the... Well, Jason and I were messaging today about the Kardashians the trial with Black China, and we were saying how it's quite amazing how this is happening and yes it is everywhere but I feel like the Kardashians machine have managed to bring down how much it's being talked about it's pretty quiet considering the stuff that is going on like Mm. all the Kardashians are there they're all uh, sitting front row Chris is like literally saying things like, "Oh, I I don't remember, <laughs> like I don't I don't Elizabeth recall." Holmes. And then yeah, mm-hmm. and then Black China is just telling people that like when she put a gun to Rob's head, it was just a joke, or like when she like put the tied the cord around Rob's neck, it was just like a bit of playful fun. It's all this like really outrageous stuff is being said, and you're not really hearing that much about yeah, it. To be mm. honest, I haven't seen anything of it. Like all that I know is what I've actually yeah. googled myself. Yeah. But it, I mean, it sounds a bit messy in the first place because um, they were like, because of Kylie and Chris's influence, Black China's extremely successful reality show was cancelled. And I don't know what they're mentioning. Did, am I missing something? Probably <laughs> never watched that. Rob and China. Rob and China. <laughs> and it's like that court case is going on and no one's really talking about it. But like the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court case is Ooh. like. The Honestly, second court case. The yeah. second court case is can't get enough. At one point, me and Pinky actually watched this video together of the best friend of Johnny Depp testifying, and it was literally the number seven most trending video on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Did you learn like what did you take away from watching that video? <laughs> that video in particular, he was like not a freeloader, but this guy had been Johnny Depp's friend for like forty years, Whoa. and many of those years had like kind of accumulated wealth from him, like to the tune of a hundred thousand dollars. Lived in penthouse apartments Johnny owned and never paid rent. Wow. And then so the judge is kind of like, well, of course you're going to protect him. Look, you look at the position he's put you in. And this like grown ass mafia guy was like getting emotional. Is like, <laughs> yeah, like, he was. Ve- it was very. Um, upsetting for him to think about the way that he perceives that Amber has treated Johnny over this interesting, time. Interesting, interesting. Um, but obviously he would have that uh, take on it because he's got his whole like house and mm. financial stability to lose. Gosh, I'm just, just trying to find, there was a podcast that I found that I haven't listened to, so... I think it's called The Narcissist Diaries. We'll link it in the show notes. Um, There's also an article that's come out with um, Time magazine. Johnny Depp's decision to sue Amber Heard, only time I was able to fight back, Um, which seems to be quite neutral as well. That was published today. But TikTok, my TikTok is just like hashtag justice for Johnny Depp, but I don't feel like educated enough to like get on that bandwagon at all. Um... But it's so interesting. A part of one of the articles I read as well was saying how OJ, back to the Kardashians, like the televised trial, that was like the original 
Um, quick sidebar, do you remember like 2005 when Michael Jackson was on trial mm. and they couldn't show what was happening inside the courtroom? So they, act, like, I remember the E channel had this TV series, they had this actor impersonating Michael Jackson and they were like reenacting the courtroom scenes from each day. Whoa. It was wild. This was when like Pretty Wild was on um, the E channel. <laughs> <laughs> like, Nancy Grace, they were, <laughs> it wasn't the script. What does she say about her shoes? Like, she's like, they were not BB pumps. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were brown pumps. Yes. <laughs> Every time you scream, I have to hang up and start again, Mom. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, sorry, all the listeners out there. <laughs> no, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's so interesting. But I back to the Kardashians. I agree. I think like they do have full creative control. One would assume over the show. Um, I do need to go back and re-watch episode two. I think I was a little bit too lit to be watching it. Um, but I'm really enjoying this kind of different format. Yeah, I like that it seems to be more focusing on what they're doing instead of putting them into imaginary scenarios. Mm, absolutely, because that's all we want to know, right? But yeah. also I'm thinking like it is quite slow, like we're on episode three and Kim still hasn't done SNL. Like I, but hey, look, that might just be because there is so much to capture of that particular like moment. Um, but we need some Pete in there. I'm ready. We're ready. Ah, oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's got to yeah, be absolutely. Well, shall we say the mantra? Yes. Do you want to say it with us? Show. <laughs> 2001 to 2008 2008. There ain't a song that we hate Wow, that might have been the best it's ever been Pinky (laughs) No, it's Jason Parker (laughs) (laughs) Now, Pinky Promise I mean, the, the moment that is 2001 to 2008 Is just so Pinky Promise And so I'm sure this was a very hard decision for you Last time when we spoke to you, you added an amazing song by the A-Teens. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Pinky Promise, what mm-hmm. are you adding to the playlist today? Well, if anything, I'm inconsistent. So I'm not going to go with a song sung in English as a second language. Nice. But instead, <laughs> um, I've just come off an amazing weekend at GAY celebrating Disney Channel music. Yes. So I am taking Vanessa Hudgens' 2008 <gasps> hit, Sneaker night. Yes. Yeah, that's right. It's sneaker night. Put Basically, your what on. we're gonna do here? Put your sneakers on. I got to dancing all night long. Oh, so good. That was good. Have you been going to singing good. lessons too? Well, you know, Vanessa Hudgens and I had the same vocal code. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when you find yourself looking from the outside. Um, <laughs> That's I, such a bob. I was wanting to ask you, like, I know the music is a huge part of what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mix it all yourself, right? How has that been? I love it. That's where I feel like I kind of get creative control. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm, it sounds so stupid, but like one of the things I really enjoy about drag is for like, even if it's only for three minutes each night, you get to control the ox cable at the club. And I'm like, <laughs> y'all going to listen to my song now. Okay. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> so if it's any, you know how the, you might have any song that as soon as it comes on, you're like, yes, mood changer. I'm strutting. I'm, that's it. If you can find a song like that to perform, then 
the audience is going to have a great time. Fully. And I think the way that you have chosen your performance music, and it's all very different, mm. it, but it all is very Pinky Promise. Mm. And I think that that taps into uh, Nathan and Pinky being... Like, Pinky can't exist without Nathan. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The common thread is me being Pinky, but, like, depending where you come see me, I, I mean, at a nightclub, I'd love to do something, you know, crazy, like a pop song or something modern. But then if you come to, like, a sit-down drag show, I might do, like, a miming routine where there's no lip-syncing at all. And, you know, what the common denominator is me. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it keeps you guessing. It's, like, funny, uh, gorgeous, and kind of, like, bizarre yeah in the best way just some mm. tall weird white woman yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i just like want to say like we're so proud of you it's so cool as i said earlier to like see your friend really like find their light and go for it and it's really inspiring it's like when i sit back and think like i want to be doing more of this like both of you are people that i look to and i'm like oh my god they're doing it like i I want to be there with them in that light. And you are, darling. Yes. I know, I know, ah. I know. Moira Rose, when one of us shines, we all shine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's true. But like, honestly, it's such a great place to be in in your life, to have friends that you can look to to inspire you. And it's not someone who's disconnected. It's someone that you have known for a decade plus, And you're like, fuck, if they can do it, so can I. Fully. And we're all going to help each other get there. That's the great part. Absolutely. And I realized as we started talking that this episode officially is our second birthday episode. So... That's why it all happened like this. Oh my god. Happy birthday, Pinky, and happy birthday, Kick-On. Happy birthday, Kick-Ons. Terrible twos. And people out there, if you're listening and you need a drag queen for something, book Pinky Promise. It's it's Pinky Promise on Instagram. Drag can change the world, guys. It literally can and is. It's fucking so exciting. I just feel so much like amazement for all these queer people just like making art and like people responding to it in such a positive magical way like being at the club or being at these drag shows is honestly just so special and if you want to treat yourself to like a really magic night go and watch some drag it will make you feel so hot I'm alive. <laughs> On that note, thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Pinky. We're excited to see what another year of Pinky Promise brings into our lives. Yes. Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, my Hans. I'm so, so grateful to be here with you. Oh, and everyone stream Sneaker Night by Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. yeah, that's right. It's Sneaker Night. Let's get it back in the charts. Bye. Bye. Bye.